welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I got everybody this week, and I'm going to do something a little bit different. I ain't even prepped the guys. Um, fellas, introduce yourselves one at a time. Just tell us people who you are. BFBG, Art, Faison, New 2K. Um, that dude. El Fresh Dent, Sir Frisco, the freshest resident DJ, Fresh Evader. Want to get it popping. Y'all know what time it is. View me. All right, introverts, let's go. Uh, you know, just super dad of the year, dad man, B. Jones, uh, formerly the, the Sneaky Q. Um, shout out to the bros. Um, former moderator, um, all around great guy. BJ, let's roll. <laughs> and that's what you get. <laughs> you gotta pre- you gotta prep me for things like this, man. Makes me up like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That started to hit my whole pill, and I was like, you know what? You know, they got enough of Ian with the, you know, um, the the advice to his younger self last a uh, couple yeah, weeks was, ago. So, oof. you know, I'm not even gonna go down that road, but yeah. <laughs> hey, man. You... <laughs> that was good. My mom, mom hit, mom hit me with a text like, "You said what?" <laughs> like, that was That's good. okay. That's okay, sir. <laughs> hey. Uh... And I am your host, Coach K. And you just mentioned mom. We missed we missed it last week. Oh, you know what? I guess I missed it. No, no, I didn't. We missed it last week. Uh, happy belated birthday, mom. Yes. Uh, we love yes. you. We appreciate Stay you. Up. Yep, 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 yep. We got to get you. We we actually got to get you on the show one week. Yeah. So Do you, you do it? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. We'd love to have you. Uh, yeah. So this week. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I don't even know what to do. I mean, it's been so long since all of us have been on here. That's true. Yeah. yeah that's true. It's, 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 it's at least a month, maybe longer. Yeah. Yeah. At least shout out to, uh, our new followers on Instagram and on YouTube, uh, YouTube. I know it's my nephew. What's up, Khalil. Hopefully you're listening. If you are listening, Give me a shout. I'll send you a $20 Chick-fil-A gift card. Uh, and I'm not going to put this in the clips, obviously, to cheat. So, but uh, but yeah, but fellas, I want to talk about something. You know, people talk about our long intros and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm talking about you because, uh, you know, it's difficult being a black man. Did, no. did y'all know that? No. No, no, no. I mean, it's easy, baby. Rolling around in this beautiful ebony chocolate brown skin, baby. Thank you. Y'all Glorious beard. No, sliding and gliding, dipping and flipping, baby. Crown uh, just be swinging around in places. I mean, you walk in with authority. Hey. Crown, you said your crown? crown. You said crown? Crown. crown. Your face yes. Okay. I was like, what? 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 Oh, anyway. All right. All right. All right. I'm glad we got past that. But I sent you guys a clip a couple of days ago and, and, and it's, um, it's interesting how, uh, you know, Chris rock, you know, uh, he's living his best life right now. Post post slap, you know, concert <laughs> selling out and getting plenty of, uh, even old stuff resurfacing and, and getting circulated. One of those things was, um, it basically said as a man, uh, women, and children are loved and appreciated. And dogs. He's an and, and, and dogs. And dogs. And dogs. Only, only thing that are not um, appreciated unconditionally. Yeah. Love, love, un- love, un- loved unconditionally. Yes. Loved unconditionally. And I thought that was interesting. And I wanted to get you all's perspective on it. Do you all feel that that was an accurate statement? Context. That's the first thing that jumped into my head. Like, what context are we talking about? Because I had to go back and find the, and I didn't find the whole thing yet. It seemed like it could be a good, pretty interesting stand up from like the two clips that I saw. 
but what context are we talking about? Because from the three minute joke, not the one minute piece you sent us or whatever, you know, he's definitely talking about within the confines of a relationship. Um, but love can reach beyond those, that intimacy, you know, emotional, you know, uh, those confines. So what context are we, are we framing this question under? So I think you got to look at under the context of don't think about your mama because mm-hmm. your mama's always going to love you. Because um, you are the child in your mom's eyes in that scenario, regardless. Correct. That's true. There you go. So let's talk about, I think, just life in general. Just life in general, not even necessarily relationship. Do you have to make something out of yourself in order to be loved? How much love do you do you feel that you have not that is that is not based on you providing something that simple that is not based on you either you know yo I I am a in in and it may it may just be you are a counselor for that person you know what I mean the the simple fact that you are an ear and willing to listen um how many scenarios do you have where you feel that you are truly loved unconditionally and and don't provide and not in a sense of because you provide just for waking up every day yeah just like yo just because you are who you are i think that's no yeah i mean it it makes sense i think i can see where where that not knowing the context which is clearly important uh to the, the whole thing but just that statement itself and putting it in a real life day-to-day situation i can see where women are always you know looked at us as, as that with dogs obviously do anything to a dog god forbid though the world's coming after you um and then you know for for a man or anything man especially a black man but just a man you are looked upon last because if something's going wrong then it's weak uh or you're not strong enough or you're not you shouldn't be acting this this way or you know i was listening to the rock the other day, talk about his story of um, not the Rock, um, Terry Crews. Terry Crews wrote his new book, and he talked about how he, um, his dad showed him that a man is a man. Be- well, he thought a man was a man because of the way he treated his mom, and he treated his mom as very dominant, and you know he, he beat her for some reason like that. But he's also very fearful of his children. Like no one disrespected him. It was fear, led by fear. So when that changes, and you're not a person of fear. Um, then I can see why I think, well, no, a guy or a man, it'd be fine. Like, why do you need to worry about him? Or why do you need to think in that sense towards a man? Because they're okay. Um, and we're learning more and more about how the man's stability or men mental, mentally, the men need more um, over these time frames. but that's still being ingrained in us slowly versus where we should be right now for women or for children or for pets. Um, I mean, the thing about they, they have pet therapy for pets you go there you go there it's just but men still struggle with that needing asking for help or needing help in their mindset they have spas for dogs (laughs) yes (laughs) yes especially in georgia (laughs) it's all over the place but i know but georgia is a a dog state (laughs) it really is (laughs) so i think i think again go back to context right I understand what he's saying and the context he put in of men, women, and men, children, and dogs. Um, I get it, but I think that's coming from any any outlet, right? So when you think about women and women, men to women, men and women, the kids, men and women, the dogs, children, dogs, whatever the case may be, right? From outward in, it's always that unconditional, yes. But when you, I say take children and dogs out the equation, right? Because I know firsthand, like you see kids who have unwavering loyalty, love to mothers and fathers who have done nothing but wrong to them their entire lives. But because as mom, because as dad, like there's always that sense of loyalty, there's always a sense of love or whatever that means to them, right? Pets on the other hand, like even, even pets that have been abused in some cases, it takes a while, but there's a there's a way for them to, to be reacclimated, whatever. The main thing comes back to men and women and how we treat each other and how we do so. It goes back to the relationship you had, you've experienced, what you expect, um, and what's reciprocated, right? Because sometimes it, it may be that 
everybody shows it different ways and not, and not writing off that there's a right or a wrong way. But if it's not respect to you or love to you and your, I'm gonna use love language, even though I don't like to use that term a lot because um, I don't want to focus on like the book or the five love languages. I think that's very limited scope of things personally. But if you do something, if it's not the way that I understand or I receive, and I'm not understanding what's going on, then have you taken the time to show me or really learning about me to show me that you love me or care for me unconditionally? Is there always a stipulation? There's always going to be some type of gap there and not really understanding um, what's going on. This came up in a, in a language conversation. I'm sorry. It came up in a conversation, and I don't remember who it was. That I heard it was another video, something online somewhere. And they're talking about the five love languages. And if your partner doesn't um, learn your language, does that make them wrong? Um, it goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago about do you relate to your partner how you like to be loved or how you need to be loved? So it's a two way street. But if the communication is there, if um, the effort is there, if there's no resistance there, then it shouldn't be a problem. But I think we get into a lot of situations where it's, well, it, the condition is, I'll do for you what you do for me. Or I love you this if you do this, mm -hmm. right? And that comes from men and women. I don't think it's one side. I think it's more, more one-sided toward men, yes, but I don't think it's only towards. So you're you're going towards the force context that I was about to create anyway, um, because I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking about people that are going to contact us about this episode and, and, and what they're going to say. So let's make it in the family context, which I think we already have. And, and if you look at how it was framed up, women, children, dogs. So we're talking about the ideal family setting you know, uh, husband, wife, two kids, quote unquote, and um, a dog and a white picket fence. So at the moment where you can no longer support keeping the white picket fence white and you're down on your luck, you've lost your job, does love start to disappear at the same rate as the resources. In a lot of situations, just not in every situation. Right. So I think there are portions of Rock's talk where he kind of talks about that. But no, it shouldn't. But it really depends upon the dynamic because I think you have to know your role. Um, and I'm going to ask uh, the question in reverse, I guess, when we get you know past this point, but it shouldn't. Um, and I think if your partner is worth a damn, then it won't. Um, like to BJ's point, when it comes to, you know, if your partner can speak your love language, are they a bad person if they can't? I, I don't understand how they can call themselves your partner if they can't, because mm -hmm. how else is it supposed to work? Everybody's not the same. And I think the finding the common ground in, in between all of that so that both feel supported at any given point in time in the relationship is what's most important. Is that something you knew at all times or something that you've grown to understand? Cause I don't feel like when I was younger thinking of my perception of relationships and, and, and thinking of a partnership with a woman, like I never, I, I don't think that I really looked at it in that sense. Like, I don't think that I really got that deep in the understanding of it. You know what I mean? There were such general thoughts of, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's correct, but I just, I'm again, like I said, I just don't feel that I know I didn't personally when I was younger, really have that depth of thought of, you know what I mean? What, what it meant to, cause I definitely didn't think about love languages and, and all of that stuff. It's definitely apparent now that I've, you know, fought my battles in, in everything else, but it's definitely not something that was, I feel taught or even thought of, or even 
that was apparent in, in, you know, uh, our parents and, and, you know, uh, their, in their relationships and, 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 you know, the relationships before that, that it wasn't something that was, you know what I mean? Kind of thought of taught or even a lot of times expressed. Okay. So let's simplify it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Take the love languages out of it. Let's talk about just the yes, provider portion of it as men. That's what we're brought up to be the provider. Yep. When you're young, I think you have a very skewed and limited perspective of what that means. And I, I for one, fall, fell into that category. So that's the growth and maturity piece, because I would not be in a relationship or I was not in a committed relationship for periods of time in my younger life because I didn't feel like I was a complete package yet. I wasn't bringing enough to the table. I still had things that I want to get established and set in place. So that way, if I'm going to bring a woman and call her or we call ourselves together, not necessarily me call her mine, but that's how you think at that point in time, um, then I need to be able to sustain that. Um, As you get older, sustaining that starts to mean different things. My current situation, sustaining this current situation, it, it means different things. And I think that's the maturity aspect of it that you have to you know grow in grow into i agree with that no yeah yeah i i yeah 100 didn't think of those things and and the maturity level is a, a huge factor in that and that and i just mean you you gotta grow up and, and it's weird because everything you said was just like yeah no yeah and i'm sure people are listening now like yeah yeah um i'm trying to trying to form my thought around what i want to say to that i i i don't know how to kind of add on to that it just makes sense so 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 here's the add-on so let's take us for instance so we went to an expensive institution none of us had really had money not real money we had overage checks Mm -hmm. um borrow borrow money we we had borrowed money money. yeah that only went so far (laughs) But I would venture to say that I feel like the females that were around us had a better sense of uh, let's make this money work or let's stretch this money or because maybe, maybe because they were the daughters that that consistent provide make sure you're good was there for them whereas for us as sons it was okay you guys are on your way to becoming independent you got to go find your way interesting agree but i think there's another layer to that as well because when you think about what's the next step after college right so back to brett's point about are you ready to take on that challenge to take on a responsibility more, I would say more logical, that's not the right word. The linear thinking, I'll speak for myself, actually for every, every guy. Mm-hmm. The logical thinking for me was that financially, I'm not ready. Emotionally, I may be there. I may not be there, but financially, I know I can't do this right now. And that needs, and to me, that has to be a major component of everything. Love can be in the air, love can be a thing, but love don't pay the bills. Love don't put a roof on your head, put food on the table. And if I'm supposed to be the provider, there's still some things I need to correct or get right in my life before we can move on and take that step. And I know I had this conversation with Blinky. I've grown up like down at you in the first couple of years afterwards. I mean, we've talked about this over the years in general, like, right? But are you financially in place? And that's, I think, the cycle because women can see things and say, yeah, I'm ready now. But if a man is not ready at that moment, then it's looked upon as, okay, well, he's just playing. He's just playing around. He's not ready. That may be the case. I, I'm not in everybody's head. But a lot of times it really is, no, my idea of what needs to be in place. Yeah. I have to have my ducks in a row before I make that step, before I do this, right? So that unconditional, like, love, we may love each other, but you're ready to move on and I'm not there yet because I know I can't financially mm-hmm. provide mm-hmm. I can't really provide, give you, take you on the trips or we're going to be living in the same apartment we lived in undergrad for another couple of years. I like, those are, those are real situations that I thought yeah. about like over the years, even years after being in a career for a while, 
paying down debt, paying down all that stuff. How can I take on being responsible for somebody else when I'm still living paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. Right. And, and I want to I want to bring it from that time period. Right. And I want to make it more relatable to the average black male. Right. Mm-hmm. Which we don't really know what the true what is, average, that what, what is the what is the true image of the average black male. We have no idea. It's totally skewed uh, by the media and, 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 and TV and statistics, et cetera. But I want to I want to bring the age up a little bit because allegedly we have a very unique experience, right? Uh, we went to college, we had all these people around us, blah blah blah. I did say allegedly for those of you that want to come for us. I said allegedly. Mm-hmm. Focus on that word. Um, let's say that was not the case. Let's say for somebody who does not go to college, somebody who graduates high school, you're out my house, right? And I heard somebody actually say the other day, my daughter can stay at home as long as she wants to. She can go to college, she can graduate, she can move back in and be here as long as she wants. My son, as soon as he hits 18, he has got to go. Yeah, that's the I'm a firm believer of gender equality. Can't, can't have it, but go ahead. Right. And that, But that's, that's the case for us the black generation or African-American or everyone, that's what we do. Um, that's not the same for other cultures. And it's, it is, we had the conversation with somebody the other day when I was eating lunch, something, they said their son is about to turn 32 and they won't let him leave until they can help him pay for his house. Um, but we're like at 18, going through your thing, you're a man, you got a job yet? Or, or 21, if you come to college, all right, so what's your plan? You can't come back here. Like that mindset is just insane, but it is what we live with. And it's, it starts us off on a, on a, a backwards path. That's um, okay. So, I mean, technically, if you look at it, that's where the groundwork is laid, right? Mm-hmm. For if, if we're not contributing then the love starts to diminish, right? Because if you have that in our community where girls, y'all can stay as long as you want, guys, you got to go. Well, does that mean that you got to go out there and make something of yourself? Otherwise, it's, it's, it's a bust. So there's two things with that. First, I feel like it's perception. When you talk about the the love being lost, because love doesn't always have to feel good. And I think that's where, you know, kids don't understand it at a young age. And then they start to understand it as they get older for the tough lessons that love has to teach you along the way. Um, and, And everybody's situation is different. I can't put an age on when my children, you know, have to leave the nest, but they have absolutely have to leave. And it definitely should be before they 32 if we we doing things right. But at a certain point, you you I feel like if you're not put in a position to have to provide, you never know what that feels like. And if you've had the example up until you're 21, 24, if you went to college or whatever, then you should you should have the tools necessary. Now, I'll always be a safety net within reason, but I don't want to be, um, I don't know, like a, a baby crib for, for my child because then you start setting up those men that, you know, women like to talk about, oh, he, he's a mama's boy or he, he can't do anything for himself. You know, it's like we talk about the woman not conditionally loving a broke man. I think Chris Rock says that specifically. Um, But how can you love unconditionally someone who is broken? I think that you will. A good woman would absolutely try to be able to help men and put that person together as much as they can. But that person has to be able to do some of that for for themselves. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. And Kay, I'm about to go with process for you, but I I think that's where we we stuck in that bubble. You literally said that that the perception may be 
he's a mama boy or he's not doing his thing. But having him stay at home or having him be there doesn't mean that he's not producing on the back end. You're setting him up for success so that when he is ready to go or time happens, like he's boom. Now he's, he's ahead of the game for everybody at that age age frame now. So him and his girlfriend, wife, whatever it may be, like even wives move back in and say, hey, listen, you guys come here. A prime example, you guys come back here and live with us. We got you. Fill up your deposit and go. Um, but you came back. That's the thing. Right. So it's not like you had. She left. never left. She left for a little bit, but technically she never left. But she's also a daughter. So I get that. <laughs> so now we're back to that full circle. <laughs> but what? So so the only pushback I have to that, I, I agree with you. But the only thing I'm I'm thinking through is you talk about the example you have. What real example do we, if you, even if you have both parents in the household and you see dad going out to work, mom may be working or may not be working. When we grew up, I know everybody still may be in fluctuation. Like mom, my first year, mom didn't work. She went back part-time when I was in second grade. It went back full-time. I think I started like walking home by myself in fourth grade, fifth grade, like went back full-time. Like, but my oh, earlier, she, she was at home. So dad was working and, and bringing home the bacon, if you will, right? But then there was joint. All I saw was them going to work, and to my to my knowledge, things were getting paid. Uh-huh. I don't really have a knowledge of how that, who's doing what or mm-hmm. what the finances were. And I think, part of the thing I think that was good, because I, I had to make my own assumptions and become astute to what's going on. But also I think that it's bad as well, because I don't really know. It made, my father was a mechanic. And, I, and now I realize there were, there were some uptimes and some downtimes where he'd be gone all day, but there wasn't no work. Mm-hmm. I remember conversation, but I didn't even pick up on that as a kid. Right. But I do remember vividly conversation about like hours being cut back this week or, or they, they're working, they're going to three days instead of five days. And he was straight hourly based on mechanical mechanics pay. Like we got the bill paid, but I know my mom was working full time as well. So it doesn't take long two plus two plus four. Mm-hmm. Mom was covering a lot of the stuff during some of the time. Mm-hmm. Never once do I do I feel that she made him feel that any less of a man or any less love because exactly. of that. But we didn't, we I, I tell you, this is after I probably moved out the house and I replayed all this stuff. And that really pretty much after my father passed away, that I'm really replaying all these things and, and all these things just kept kept coming back, coming back. And I don't, I don't really know. I would know what I want to say, but it's not coming out. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you could be in an environment and see and assume things again, but not really know that times may be hard. There's, the roles may shift in financially. It may shift in, in who's doing what and the responsibility like that. But is that really something that we share with kids? I also think we bring too many kids into too much information nowadays. Yeah. They know too much about finances and things going behind the scenes that they don't should know. Shouldn't know about yeah. And the kids' place. So hold on. Okay, girl. So you're in a, a very good position, BJ, because you have both boys and girls, right? Men and mm-hmm. young men and women. Now, I always say that, you know, my parents did the best that they could do with what they had mm-hmm. when it came yep. to, you know, raising me. A lot of things, I knowledge and things I came into, I had to acquire it through experience. Yes. Now, having acquired that through experience and just listening to you talk about your experience and the things that you may have been lacking, um, whether it due to the shield that your parents wanted to keep around you, which I think kids should be shielded from some, some of those conversations. But would you send your kids off to say college or out of the nest at whatever point that they're ready um, without having certain financial literacy tools or having been able to you know experience some sort of things that would prepare them for life on their own I don't think that was the the vein which he was talking about I get it I don't think he hit on it but I think that that stops a cycle because if we're talking about the, the I, I, I almost want to say provider syndrome and somewhat lack thereof based on the conversation that we've had, some of that is fueled by 
just a, a lack of knowledge. And mm-hmm. so if we can curtail that in some form, then we start setting ourselves up or our young men up in the situation that to be a little bit more ahead of the game as art. And I think BJ were kind of talking about, you know, earlier on. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's accurate. And the point I don't want to lose is there, there seems to be a transition, right. Of what kids are involved in and what they're not involved in. And what gets aired out. And to me, there's a big respect piece there that even if that male figure is struggling, I'm not going to uh, degrade him or break him down in front of the kids. That's mm-hmm. huge, yes. Absolutely. And, and I think, man, you could watch TV. You could go, go to the mall. You'll see crazy things. Um, you know, just in general conversation, you, you can see it on people during the day in their Zoom meetings or, or, or teams or whatever. And you'll see them talk to that male figure. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, and you know, the kids are running around in the back. And, you know, there's something that's being uh, encouraged or something that's being, you know, we're fanning a flame there that mm-hmm. if you think about it, um, TV. Mm-hmm. music right like I, I can go all the way back to there ain't nothing going on but the rent gotta have a J-O-B if you want to be with me right and then you can bring it up to no scrubs I don't want no scrubs and then you just keep going right so think about how many decades I just covered mm-hmm. right yeah. so there's something that's being pushed out there and I think it takes strong family foundation and bonds to be immune to that. Yeah. Or yes, yes. Yeah. Or or belief in whatever from the female aspect, belief in the goals of where she thinks he's going. Um mm-hmm. but that goes back to unconditional love. Yeah. That goes back to the whole time of unconditional love, no matter what we're going through, no matter what goes on. Yeah, we're not going to see eye to eye on everything. We're not going to agree on everything. We may have arguments and stuff, but are we in this together? Are we in this together together? That's what it comes down to. But at the same time, and, and this is where I think it also takes a man who can handle the fact that he's making less and has a woman who's going to cover that for a while and not feel threatened by that. Because a lot of time that happens. Where, where it's like, oh, well, she makes more than me. Well, no, I can't do that because she can't make more than me. And, and he walks away from the situation where she's willing to love him unconditionally and not care about that. that. That's not unconditional from his end then. Right, from his, exactly. Good. So it's a two-way street of unconditional, being able to be to fall and be helped up to move forward or be able to pick someone up and carry them. But but still, and that's even in, and again, I don't, again, there's many different routes that conversation can go down. Yeah. But even still, in that situation, even if mm-hmm. she makes more, yeah. Head of the household, handle responsibility, be the man of the house, handle yeah. responsibility. Yeah. It's not about who earned more. Are we taking care of the bills? Are we taking right. care of everything? Right. And am I am I still doing something to contribute? Or am I right. just falling back? So we'll say, and I'm I just playing like, a role. Like, right. Video gaming and smoking and smoking cigarettes or whatever, maybe yeah. nothing. Or am I actually being a part of the of our family? And, and yeah, I, I tell you what, you you hit a certain point. I don't mind being a stay at home dad. I'll, I said the same thing. <laughs> I told uh, EJ, I said, EJ, if you get some more promotions, I'm good. <laughs> I, I already cook. I ain't got no problem doing laundry cleaning. Like, I ain't got no problem doing that. I'll be at home. I can pick up kids. Like, what do you want to do? Right. I can do more hey, sports. Shout out to my brother, only trophy husband I know currently. One time. <laughs> Yo, tell you. I'd be a great because it's not <laughs> before it was roles were defined, right? Yeah, and that that role defining those those lines have been blurred a long should have been blurred a long time ago, and yeah. that's when we get into this whole well, that's your responsibility. No, it's we got to take care of this house and mm-hmm. make sure everything runs smooth. And especially, does I always see eye to eye when it comes to husband and wife, man, man and woman um, interactions? It doesn't always come out that way, but at the end of the day, that's what it should come down to. When we think about, again, what our kids seeing, 
respect from everybody. And it yeah. doesn't matter who makes the most. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that doesn't really matter. Like, but what are we doing with that? What we're making? Because we could, you could be making more, but if you're wasting it, yep. What good is it? Yeah, yeah. And and and, 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 for, and for the man as well. If you if you're not responsible for for what's you been what's been given to you, and you're still not making ends meet, or you're still coming short because you got all this other stuff going on, or uh, excessive lifestyle that mm-hmm. is depleting from the family situation, like. Or just the household, even if not kids or whatever, then that's not handling responsibility. And then that goes vice versa, it goes from either side. That's the sense of, I would say unconditional love, but that's a question to be asked. Like, what's really going on? What's your priority? Mm-hmm. Yeah, has something. It's gone now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I was gonna say, listen, we we got a huge um female following as far as our podcast listeners and i heard y'all i heard somebody hiss their teeth and and said well there's all these males out here disrespecting women i hear you i know i know and i know it's out there in music it's out there in movies too Mm -hmm. we understand but we're not those males nope (laughs) never have been we're not those males so um I, i hear you and, and, and the reason why this podcast exists is so that we can be examples for the other males out there and, and, and the males that are growing up. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to be that for sure. So um, it is not on deaf ears that, look, there's a lot of disrespect. There is a lot of, um, uh, you know, breaking down the female in the family setting and, and calling people out of names. We understand that that needs to be uh, something that's worked on. But my my personal viewpoint and opinion is that our family structure is just broken, period, for the most part. Mm-hmm. We, we have households that are holding up and, and, and fighting that battle, but I think there's a constant pressure all the time on both sides that is making it difficult Mm. Mm. and i think that's what we're constantly fighting and i don't even know what the the all-encompassing answer is because i think there's a lot of foundation work that has to be done first i think there's a lot of therapy that needs to be done there are there there's there's trauma that has been experienced on both parts that I think until we can repair that, we're always gonna have these conversations. True. I think it's part of the um it, it it's it, it's broken, but it, it's 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 the evolution, right? The the it's it's evolving in 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 breaking down the constructs of the traditional, uh, what we thought partnerships were, what we thought relationships meant, what we thought it meant for who to hold down the household and what that entailed and all of these other things as that is evolving now and our understanding and our our being okay with, uh, you know, husbands who cook and, and are, are taking care of the kids as well and that it isn't something that is so taboo and all of these things are happening. This is what like this is the period we're in now that 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 change is happening the the acceptance and understanding where it's shaken up right now it's broken right now because there's so much uh of the chaos and the in the trying to figure out and trying to understand and the ability it's just like um getting past everybody should be a doctor or a lawyer because those are the ones that make the most money and so go do that you know what i mean and being able to be comfortable in oh well no i want to be a comedian or i want to be a you know what i mean whatever an influencer but i'm going to put some real effort towards it you know what i mean and and all of those things is that evolution that's happening and so we are in that period of watching acceptance understanding and and it's going to be interesting to see how we come out and really how it's how our children are able to see and deal with um, the relationships that they have. Cause I know one of the biggest issues right now is the fact that they're moving away from relationships, right? They're moving away from, from even worrying about 
that instance of thinking a partnership needs to happen. It's almost like they're more becoming community-based than worrying about a one-on-one partnership. And I, I want to say this as a part of my head. A man can teach a boy how to be a man without having a nine to five. And I'll leave it there. Did you did he break up? Sorry. A man can teach a boy how to be a man without having a nine to five. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but that's the that's stipulation that in order for you to do that, in order for you to be that that dad or that mom or that dad or that that man to teach him, you have to um you have to be in that position that like Ian was saying, you gotta be a lawyer, a doctor. You can craft a doctor by being a stay-at-home dad. You can craft a lawyer by being supportive or a, a, an amazing person in sports, by whatever it may be, by being there. I think being present does more than you not having to be there. So question, um, fellas, Carol. It was posed. Am I not a fellow? I mean, I know I said you, I said, I said you, so we don't get the awkward pause when it goes for everybody to answer. So you get to go first. Um, It was posed about the unconditional love for a man only if he provides. That was original. Can we love a woman unconditionally that does not provide? So my response to that, and I was already thinking this in the in the sense of the male, right? When we say provide, we automatically go to monetary. 80-20. I don't know that when you think about the woman, is there still now a default to what provide means on the part of a woman? I agree with you because I don't feel like the default should be monetary when it comes to a man. So that's why I'm asking it in, in reverse. Yes. No, I understand. Mm-hmm. But I think women and especially black women have broken the roles or, or not when I say not broken them, because I don't but think that's how they were supposed expanded. to be. They shattered and expanded yeah. what that role could actually be. Right. Yeah. Or what provide could actually be like they we just said it. You have women out there that, you know, there's still in pay inequality out there, but there are some that are making huge amounts of money. Right. So. What does that mean? I, I don't. I don't know if the majority of men still expect women are going to cook clean, um, you know, whatever else mm-hmm. is, is, is that still something that exists? Because for, for me, I know my thing is, as BJ said, Hey, are we taking care of the house? Mm-hmm. Are we taking care of our child? whatever that looks like, whatever combination of our combined efforts, as long as there are combined efforts, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. What about taking care of each other? Because that's the one thing I, I think that you didn't say. And I feel like that's the crux of this conversation when we're talking about providing. Um, it, it's not all monetary. It's not on anyone's soul shoulder. It shouldn't be on anyone's soul shoulder monetarily if we understand the construct of the relationship, of the partnership, of the, the band, as Chris Rock um, said. But, so if you're taking care of the household, if you're taking care, like if the household encompasses all of that, then, then great. But I don't want us to lose sight of taking care of each other and what that means, because I feel like that is where providing comes in, whatever you define it once you know what we need together. You feel me? Yeah, I get it. Cause it's gonna adjust. And I think, I think it has to be able to also move. I think that needle is never a standstill. It has to be able to bounce uh, consistently. And I think if you're able to understand that that could change, then your relationship so forth will continue to grow. But if you're stuck in that, well, this is how it's supposed to be. And if something goes wrong, 
which indeed something goes wrong. It's just a part of life. That's when those move away or they get stronger because they can adjust. Here's my response to that. And, and I don't want to dominate this part of the conversation, but I think the same way that desegregation hurt the financial strength of our communities, mm-hmm. migration hurt that ability for us to take care of each other as man and woman. And here's why I say that. When we didn't venture out past where we grew up and we had that true village, you had the people around you that were able to take the pressure off of you of taking care of the children and making sure that they were good, that allowed you that time to take care of each other as man and woman. Yes, very true. And as we have now spread out and we've gained access and grandma and grandpa are hours away. Yeah. Right. Now it's always one parent or the other or both are so wrapped into what the kids are doing. Yeah. That I think you lose sight of taking care of one another. Yes. I couldn't have said that better. I agree. And I think that's some of the evolution part as well, because Again, I can only speak from for me. For, for me, taking care of me for, is everything we just talked about. Mm-hmm. That's where my stress comes from. Ensuring that things are taken care of is everything paid. Is everything that like that for me? I don't. I don't need words of affirmation. I like that. That whole stuff for me like is non-existent. Like, are we straight? <laughs> Do the kids have to be fit? All teenagers now, and three things going on in one day. Am I in the car for from Saturday morning to Saturday afternoon, running back and forth, dropping off, picking up, bit up, and somebody's home taking a nap? Mm. I, I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying I'm just trying to paint a picture. Like for me, that is like I'm out here hustling and buzzing, whatever. And again, something may be wrong. You may need the nap, but also I may need a nap tomorrow. Yeah. Right. So when so when is that? I see you struggling. I see you doing this. Here, let me take this off your plate. Right. Like that. That struggle. Like it, it's when you say take care. I think that take care. Everybody has to evaluate what that take care means. Some people may need yo. I need that personal time out one on one. I may need that vacation. You go like I may need other stuff. For me, it's the, it's it's peace. It's 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 peace and 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 the stress away if i can get there i'm on cloud nine mm. i don't need all the other stuff but every household may be different though with that and what every person needs what every man the, or woman needs is the question is though have you conditioned yourself not to need all that other stuff oh uh, yeah, yeah i definitely have that's a whole nother episode, bro. That's yeah. a whole nother episode, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I would say, honestly, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Because somebody asked me once before, like, what brings you joy? And I couldn't give them an answer. Like, for me, a joy is making sure everybody's taken care of. That's, if everybody's straight, I'm good. That's, yeah. That's I thought it was just me. No, we but are. I, but, I, but I thought, but I couldn't, I couldn't really give, I had to think about that answer to give them. Like, what do you do for joy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you on mute, Fresh? Yeah, come on, Wheezy. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm being, I'm being honest. Yeah, I get you, it. You guys are for the people, though. Like, I don't, I don't really know what that means because for me, it is that provider mode yeah. is always on. Like, even though we may do stuff outside the body, like go to work. Then time with the family, whatever. Try to make time to do stuff with, and and I get honest. I failed at separating time for me and Gina. I, I I fail at that. I struggle, and it's a consistent conversation that I have to consistently do something. But a lot of that is go back to what Kay said. Well, well, this now again they're all over the place. So one has camera started running track this season. 
Mm-hmm. So try to end the day early to get the track practice, and one of us can make it at four thirty. Other one can't be there at five five fifteen. Um, somebody has to be at church. Somebody has to do this like all over the place. Like I, that stuff. If everybody is in their place, and I'm able to get them to what they need to do, or whatever, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And see, like, that's that's a whole nother component to it. The number of things that kids can do now. Oh, yeah. But that, again, that goes back to us wanting to provide them the opportunities or, mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for them to experience it and have the opportunities and meet the network they need. Because we, we understand now that network is your number one, forget a degree, that network is your number one key. It is. So we're trying to help provide that for them and, and bring them along the way of, about how to build relationships, how to, how to interact with anybody else, like right? not just be only in your neighborhood, like how to get out across the city. Because again, if you're looking at going to college, networking for scholarship, you're looking at getting a job, what does that mean? I, like trying to teach them those skills to do so. So if, if they're on the daily basis doing that, like, but the thing is like, that caught me by surprise. I had to really reflect on that question. Like what brings you joy? <laughs> I, yeah. I, like Art, I know you, you go, you'll go to amusement parks like that. And that's like, that, and we talked about outlets too. Like, what do I yeah. do? I'll go. I'll go sit in my backyard for a little while, and I'm fine. <laughs> but, but again, and let's bring it full circle, and then we got to wrap this up. But when you think about the providing piece, even when you find that small fraction of time to go do something for yourself, you're still feeling some form of guilt because you're like, oh, I should be doing something to contribute. Yep. Definitely. Or you make up more when you get back home. You overdo trying to make up make up for a time that you were away taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Guilty. That's short. Just Slam yeah, exercise that muscle, man. Exercise that muscle. Okay. Well, Brett, when's the last time you um went on the trip that wasn't related to Keller? Nah, bro, but there's a little bit like it's because I'm providing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, exercise that muscle. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to cut it here. This conversation could keep going on, so I feel like it's a good one, but um, I feel like we got to talk about joy next week. Joy. And pain. Yes. Oh, man, he said Sunshine. joy. Right. Joy. <laughs> Sorry. One I'm gonna think about this. Gonna be a good thing the whole week long, like trying to figure out like that joy, not and not being just family or wife or like what brings me personally. just for you personally. Yeah, it's gonna be a thought. And 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 we got to be real um, intentional about not tying it into what do you? We we had something very similar, but I definitely want it to be in joy. How do you find joy for yourself? Yeah. Anyway, hey, that's our show. Asher, let him know, son. Uh, that's it for now, folks. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. amazing.